Good morning. If you would, open your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Someone once wrote, So let our lives and lips express the holy gospel we profess. So let our words and actions shine to show the doctrine all divine. It's pretty much a little poem about service, proclaiming the gospel. Today we're going to look at Christian service, how we are to live and walk as Christians. Think about how you have been living. How you have been living. How you have been walking as a Christian. Does your life reflect Does it reflect the gospel? Does your life reflect or show one of service and obedience to the commands of God? Paul writes about this in his letter to Timothy. Now, if you look at 2 Timothy just as a letter, it's one of the pastoral letters, and he is writing to Timothy to instruct him in the pastoral ministry. In chapter 1, starting with verse 13 through chapter 2, verse 7, Paul writes about service, being faithful, being faithful to the calling. And this is something that all Christians, what Paul writes here, this is something that all Christians can learn and be instructed in. If you would look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, we'll be looking at verses 1 and 2. It says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what things thou hast heard of me by many witnesses, the same deliver to faithful men, which shall be able to teach others also. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us today, Lord, as we worship. Just illuminate your word and help us just learn from it. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us and just overshadow us with your love and watch care. And Lord, again, I just pray that you would be with those that are sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones, those that may be traveling Just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today, that you would just speak through me and give me the words to say. And Lord, if there's anyone here today that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, in chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, Paul pretty much is continuing an exhortation that he had given to Timothy. And we see this exhortation in the preceding verses. If you look back at chapter 1, verses 13 through 18, Paul is pretty much exhorting Timothy on how to be faithful, how he was to have a faithful life in 
proclamation of the gospel. Look first, real quick, at verses 13 and 14 at what Paul writes. He says, Keep the true pattern of the wholesome words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. That worthy thing which was committed to thee, keep through the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. So Paul exhorts Timothy to keep the true pattern of the wholesome words, to keep sound doctrine, to keep the gospel, the true gospel. And if you look at what he writes in chapter 2, verse 2, delivering those those words that he learned from Paul to faithful men, We're to keep sound doctrine, but then we are to deliver what we learn to other people. We're to share it with others. But the key is we must be sound in what we deliver. What we see all over the world today, in many churches today, is not sound doctrine being delivered. We must be sound in what we deliver to others. Our doctrine must be sound and biblically based. If it's not in the Bible, the church should not deliver it to anybody. Paul exhorts Timothy to keep the true pattern of the wholesome words, sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. The true gospel, true teaching. And if you look down, this is that that worthy thing that Paul talks about. If you see what he says, that worthy thing which was committed to thee, What is that worthy thing? Sound doctrine. The true gospel that was committed to Timothy, entrusted to Timothy. When Paul was teaching Timothy, he entrusted this to Timothy. And he expected Timothy to teach others who were faithful and entrusted to them so that they could teach others and on and on and on. And when we look at sound doctrine, that's what's entrusted to pastors. We're to share and teach sound doctrine to others. It's also entrusted to deacons, if deacons teach, to Sunday school teachers, if they teach, We're we're to deliver sound doctrine. But if you think about it, what does Christ tell us in the Great Commission? He says, go into all the world, talking to all of us, all Christians, go into all the world and teach. Share the gospel, make disciples. All Christians are entrusted 
to deliver sound doctrine to people they are trying to reach for Christ. That's the main part of our service as a Christian, our walk as a Christian. We are to deliver the gospel, the true gospel, the sound doctrine to others. And we're entrusted to do that. All Christians are going to stand before Jesus Christ one day and give an account as to how they lived their life as a Christian. And one thing that they are going to give an account for is how they dealt with the gospel. Because we are all called to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. All Christians are entrusted to deliver sound teaching when they share the gospel with others. How do we serve? How do we walk as Christians? We walk, we live, we serve by telling others the true message of Jesus Christ. We obey his command. We have to be faithful. Faithful. And you know, Paul gives us three examples in chapter 1 of being faithful and unfaithful. Look at verses 15 through 18. This is the example of faithfulness and unfaithfulness. What Paul tells us is, is that the churches in Ephesus, or the churches in Asia, the Roman province of Asia, as well as the two people he mentions, had not been faithful. They had left the gospel of Jesus Christ. Look at what he writes. In verse 15, This thou knowest that all they which are in Asia be turned from me, of which sort are Phygelius and Hermogenes. So right there we see three examples of being unfaithful. Now we're not told what they did, except that they had deserted Paul. They had deserted the teachings of Paul. And then look at how he singles out these two men. Phygelius and Hermogenes. We're not told what they did. They're only mentioned in this verse. But look at how they're mentioned. We're told they were unfaithful. Now we're not told what the churches in Asia, the Roman province of Asia had done. But if you look in the book of Revelation to the messages of Jesus Christ to the seven churches, many of those churches that were condemned were in the province of Asia. So we know from Revelation that they had started to teach false doctrine. So they left the sound doctrine, that which was committed to them, 
and they started teaching false doctrine. But they left the teachings of Paul. But then we see an example of someone who was faithful. Look at what he writes in verse 16. The Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he oft refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he was at Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy with the Lord at that day, and in how many things he hath ministered unto me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. Onesiphorus was faithful. But what was he faithful in? He was faithful in the gospel. He lived a life that reflected the gospel. He ministered to Paul when Paul was in need. Isn't that what Jesus tells us to do? To minister to those in need? Yes. Doesn't Christ tell us that we should go and, and even minister to those who are in prison? Yes. And that's what Onesiphorus did. But look at the comparison of the two. You have these two men that pretty much rejected the teachings of Paul and then you have this one man who showed the teachings of the gospel in their life. Service. Christian service. Living our life in service to Jesus Christ. Our life should reflect what we learn from the scriptures. Our life should reflect the gospel of Jesus Christ. We should be living the gospel. And this is what Paul exhorts Timothy to do. To live a life that reflects the gospel, to keep that worthy thing, the teaching of the gospel, and to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus while he's doing it. And then he tells him to deliver what he had been taught to faithful men who would also teach it to others. And that's exactly what we're all to do. Keep the gospel. We're to spread the gospel. Living in service to God. But when we look at what Paul is writing, how was Timothy to do this? Exactly what was Timothy to do? in his service to Jesus Christ? How was he to live and to walk and to serve as a Christian? And it's in three ways. Through obedience, through honesty, and through work. Obedience, honesty, and work. Look at what Paul writes in, in chapter 2, verses 3 through 7. Thou therefore suffer affliction as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life because he would please him that hath chosen him to be a soldier. 
And if any man also strive for a mastery, he is not crowned except he strive as he ought to do. The husbandman must labor before he receive the fruits. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Obedience, honesty, and work. Hard work. Think about the Christian walk. The Christian life, living in faith, sharing the gospel. Is it easy to do these things? Is it easy to live as a Christian? No. Christ tells us that we are to take up a cross and follow him. He also tells us that we are to walk the narrow road, the hard road, when we follow him. Christian service is not easy. The Christian life is not easy because it takes dedication, obedience to the commands of God, staying true and pure in our walk. And it takes work in service to God. And this is difficult because we face temptation every day. Think about how difficult it is just to overcome temptation. But we're to strive at this. And that's what Paul tells Timothy. He's to strive for mastery. He's to strive at these things. Living a life of service. And we are to live a life of service. Faithful service, and that takes obedience, it takes honesty, and it takes work. I mean, look at what Paul tells Timothy. The first thing he says is you're to live your life as a soldier. And what's one thing we know about a soldier? They obey. They obey. An athlete. He needs to live the life of an athlete, striving for mastery of, of whatever they're doing. But what does an athlete do when they strive for mastery? They follow the rules. It takes honesty. And then the farmer. The farmer must work to get a good crop. Hard work. Think back to Onesiphorus. You know, his life reflected all of these things, and we're only told about his life in three verses. All we know about Onesiphorus is in these three verses. But what we see is that one, he obeyed. He obeyed the teachings of the gospel. He ministered to Paul. He obeyed the teachings of the gospel. He was honest in what he did. You might be thinking, well, Brother Jeff, how was he honest in what he did? Look at what Paul writes here. He was not ashamed of my chain. How many people would go in there to see Paul 
with Paul chained up. And then look at him and say, Paul, it doesn't matter to us. And then never go see him again. Onesiphorus wasn't ashamed that Paul was in prison. He was honest about it. He, he faithfully served and did the work that he was called to do in the gospel. And then he worked. He ministered to Paul while Paul was at Ephesus. Then he left Ephesus. When he heard Paul was in prison in Rome, he left Ephesus and went to Rome. That was a long journey. Almost a thousand miles from Ephesus to Rome, depending on how you went. And it didn't take days to get there. It took months during that time. Because the majority of the time, if you didn't take a ship... The majority of your time was spent walking to where you wanted to go. He worked and showed hard work to get to Rome just so he could minister to Paul. So even though we only see his, his life in three verses, we see he was obedient he was honest and he worked for God. He kept the worthy thing, the gospel, and he showed this by his life. And Paul is telling Timothy, you're to do the same thing. You're to be faithful like this. Paul's telling all Christians, you're to do the same thing. You're to be faithful like this. Timothy was to be like a soldier, an athlete, and a farmer. He was to be like a soldier and he was to dedicate his life in obedience to his superior. Just like a soldier does. When a soldier is fighting a battle, they don't really concern themselves with the trivial things of life. What they do is they concern themselves with the orders of their commanding officer, their superior. A soldier obeys his superior. And that's what Paul is telling Timothy. You are to obey your superior, and your superior is Jesus Christ. You're to obey him. He was also to be like an athlete, striving for the victor's crown. And to do that, the athlete would follow the rules. And we have rules that we are to follow. And our rules are found right here. We're to follow the rules in what we do. We're to keep sound doctrine. We're to teach sound doctrine. But we're also to apply sound doctrine to our life and our daily walk. Obedience to Christ also means obedience to his word, which is the rule book that we are to live by. 
We're to follow the Bible. But you know, there's also other things we can do in our daily walk as well. We're to be pure. We're to be faithful. We're to be loving. And we are to keep sound doctrine. We're to do as Jude 3 states and honestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. So Timothy was to be like a soldier. He was to be like an athlete. But then he was also to be like a farmer. Through his obedience and honesty and that striving for mastery, he was to work. He was to bear fruit. Paul tells Timothy that the farmer must labor for those crops to bear fruit. Think about how much a farmer works in the field. It's pretty much a full-time job when they work in the field. And when you think about crops, do crops grow overnight? No. It takes work. It takes work before the crops are ready. The same is true with our service to God. When we share the gospel with someone, it may take a while for that fruit to be ready to be taken in. It may take time to see results. Why? Because we labor in that service. We share the gospel. And sometimes we may have to build a relationship with that person before we can even get to the point of sharing the gospel. But we labor in doing this. We work in doing this. But in the end, through all of our labor, through all of our work, it's God who convicts. It's God who calls. It's God who saves. We are the messenger. We do the legwork. But we have to wait on God to call to convict, and to save. Our service is service to God. And that's what we must remember. And we must wait on Him. When we look at what Paul is writing here, he's writing to exhort Timothy in the pastoral ministry and his walk as a Christian. But this is something that every Christian should learn. And it's also something that every Christian should apply into their life. All Christians are to keep sound doctrine. All Christians are to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. All Christians are to share the gospel with others. All Christians are to teach others. 
so that they can teach people later on. We're to teach and help new Christians to grow in the faith. We're to be obedient like a soldier. We're to be honest and keep the rules and strive for mastery like an athlete. And we are to work hard like a farmer, working the crops and bearing fruit in the field. This is Christian service. This is what we are to be doing. This is how we are to walk as a Christian. Because our walk as a Christian, our life as a Christian, should be one of obedience and service to Jesus Christ. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you for your word. And Lord, I just thank you that we can just have your word that we can just apply it into our life. And Lord, I just pray that if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, that you would just speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.